0: Reiner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. And Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa, no matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Present Round Guy Radio Southeast Iowa today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On. And your host on today's episode, I'm visiting with Daniel Couches, who is a ham radio enthusiast here in Southeast Iowa, and he's part of the Washington Area Amateur Radio Club. Daniel, thanks for Daniel, thanks for
1: being a part of Southeast Iowa today. Oh, thank you, John. Uh, you're quite welcome. Now, to let everyone know, uh, Daniel is a ham radio enthusiast and. I looked up on Wikipedia that um, how they described what ham radio is and they stated as amateur radio also known as ham radio is the use of radio frequency spectrum for purposes of non-commercial exchange of messages, wireless experimentation, self-training, private recreation, radio sport Contesting and emergency communications. Daniel, does that sum it up pretty good? Uh, yeah,
2: I would. Uh, yeah, I would say that that sums it up pretty good. Um, yeah, they included everything that uh, I would include in that definition.
1: Now, as far as uh, your experience as an amateur radio operator, a ham radio enthusiast, how long have you been doing that, and how how did you get interested in it?
2: Okay, um, well, I started off, uh, I got my first uh, technician's license in uh, 2019, and um, that's the first one. It's called the technician's license. Um, I later went on to get my uh, general license, uh, which gives me more, more of the spectrum to use, and I got that in 2020. And um, I'm working on my extra, which is uh, the last step of the three, um, which will give me all the the amateur radio spectrum to use.
1: Now, when you say you're working on getting your license, that I am assuming is from the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission.
2: Uh, yeah the the, the licenses are are actually. Uh, The the tests are administered by other ham radio operators, and um, then that goes to the FCC, and um, then they approve you for your license. Um, There's three tiers. Uh, The first one is technician. Uh, The second one is general. And then the third one is amateur extra. And uh, so the first one being the technician is a pretty simple test. And it allows you to use uh UHF and VHF. Um the second one, uh, the general um gets you into the VHF the, the band and um that's a little bit more complicated. Um and then the then the amateur extra gives you um the rest of the bands that are available, that are available to you.
1: And that would, and so, and so for folks that may not know what VHF and UHF is, VHF is very high frequency. UHF is ultra high frequency. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So on, as far as a ham radio, uh, broadcaster, you're using, I'm guessing analog signal.
2: Well, yes. Uh, um, you can use analog or digital there's uh several different digital protocols that we can use um but generally uh when it was first created, it was only analog so we mm-hmm. we uh use we use analog now i
1: understand now I understand that uh when ham radio was first uh created and first started being used. It was in the late 1800s, the last part of the 19th century, but it really came into to play in the early early 20th century, in the early 1900s. Is that correct?
2: Uh as far as I know, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, as far as uh what what would you say is the most important purpose of being a ham radio enthusiast?
0: Well,
2: I would say that uh, you, would have, uh, you would develop the skills necessary to um, help communicate during disasters um, and stuff like that. Um, uh, a lot of this links to, you know, storm watchers. Um, if something goes wrong and we lose communications, like cell phones go down. Um, You can relay messages um, from state to state, town to town. And um, I think that's one of the most important things about ham radio is uh, we develop the skills necessary to,
1: to tackle some communication problems. Now, as far as that goes, not just only in the United States, but you being in Washington County, have the ability to talk to someone on the other side of the world.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Um that's actually pretty fun uh we call it DXing. And um it's uh yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's not easy. Um it's not not cheap either uh the equipment when you um have to use uh HF which is uh high frequency. Um, your your equipment's going to cost you a little bit more, and it's not it's not plug and play. It's uh, you you really you really have to understand. Um, you really have to understand the radio to to communicate um, country to country.
1: Now, could you give me an example of the most in most recent times? in a disaster situation where uh probably you know public safety personnel or the government relied on ham radio operators to get messages across to the general public
2: well um recently there was a i believe that there was an earthquake or a volcano and uh i can't remember somewhere in indonesia and uh they lost all internet communication, and um, that's where ham radio came in handy to, you know, make sure everybody was was to relay messages and to make sure everybody was uh was okay. Um, so really, I mean, yeah.
1: So this is really uh, it's uh, technology that has been around for a long time, but I'm assuming still a lot of it is state of the art you mentioned expenses and such to be involved, but, uh, it's technology that fortunately we've got folks like you. And I know there's others in Washington County that, that make the effort to, uh, to make, to have this skill and, and offer this service in times of, of a uh, real need.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, the Amateur Radio Emergency Services is a uh, is a is a group where we we uh, we do drills. Uh, we will set up stations at a hospital or a sheriff's uh, a sheriff's office, and um, we can send facts, uh, basically um, forms. So we can hook our our radio equipment up to computers and fill out forms so we can help out uh emergency services uh we can um send information from hospital to hospital um other um, uh other emergency situations police so, fire Oh, go ahead um yeah, so we have uh, yearly drills. Uh, it's uh, amateur radio emergency services, and uh, we all practice that. Uh, uh, we actually have booklets that we have to fill out. We have to um, take FEMA tests. Um, it's not directly linked with with anything uh, with FEMA or anything like that, but we we uh, we have tasks. We have a task booklet that we uh, we would fill out, and there's different tasks to do, like setting up. Setting up a radio station outside, um, uh, relaying messages, hooking up, hooking our radios up to uh, a computer or a server to um, send uh, digital. Well, it's not digital, but uh, we can hook hook up digitally and um, send information to certain points. Back to back. Oh. To
1: back. Now, the Amateur Radio Emergency Services, you've actually got an organization in southeast Iowa. Is that correct?
2: Oh, yeah. Every, uh, every FEMA region um, has an has a ARIES. So, every county has an ARIES. So, uh, I'm part of the Washington County ARIES group. Um, Muscatine has one. Um, Johnson County. Every county should have as far as i know should have an aries group not so that, everybody
1: is active okay so um as far as uh i'm making the assumption in washington county that uh you folks are active and do and i'm assuming that you're meeting with you had mentioned the sheriff's department and the hospitals and such do you meet on a uh Annual basis or a semi-annual basis or how do you how do you keep up to date and they know who you are and you know who they are?
2: Okay, uh, so we have a we have an emergency coordinator. Um, The emergency coordinator for Washington County is uh, AB0DX uh, Mark uh, Lukens, and uh, he's the one that's in charge of our Aries Group here. Uh, We have weekly nets, so every Monday every Monday evening we have a net on, um, uh, on the local repeater and I'll explain repeaters later if you'd like.
1: Yeah, um, definitely.
2: Uh, so we, we have a, it's basically a protocol where we, where everybody checks in and we record, uh, we record everybody's call sign. Um, we have, uh, we have our emergency coordinator. He mentions uh, some skills and tasks that we should be up uh, that we should uh, be trained be trained on. And then after that, we have uh, a simplex net, which is basically radio to radio instead of uh, radio to repeater to radio. And um, we take signal reports. And so, how strong is so and so signal? To me and, and back to him, and, and that, and we record that um, just to know, you know, who we can contact and who, and you know, who can get a hold
1: of us. Now, and, I can re- I can remember growing up in the 1970s, and I had a friend in elementary school whose dad was a ham radio operator, and he had a room set up in their home, and uh, it was amazing to as a kid looking at it you saw these radios, you know, with the meters bouncing back and forth and the lights, and he had his microphone, and outside of their home, they had a a tower, an antenna tower, to get his signal uh, out to where it needed to be. Now, in uh, 2023, is that still the way it is with ham operators in their home? Is it set up pretty much the same way?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um the technology, you know, gets a little bit better and better, but uh, still most of the time we are using analog. So um the antenna needs to be up high and uh, you get more range that way. And uh yeah, you could probably spot a ham operator's house just by driving by, you know, you'll either see a tower or you'll see a a horizontal line. Um, most of the time, when we're using HF, we would have a, a dipole antenna. So you would see something coming off of their house to a tower, or coming from a tree to a tree. Uh, my set, my personal setup, is going from one tree to another tree. <laughs> wow. And, uh, it's not it's not up as high as I'd like it. Uh, but uh, you know, there's always room for for improvement and experimentation. A now, lot of it is experimentation.
1: And do you keep your radio on twenty four seven?
2: Uh yeah, I keep my uh VHF radio on all the time, uh scanning the different repeaters. And um the uh one one four six dot five two zero is uh your simplex, uh your basic simplex. So if somebody's just calling out you would hear them on that frequency,
1: I see now i can kind of remember back in, on September eleventh of uh two thousand one when we had uh had that horrible day that uh i were ham operators in use that day?
2: Well, I wasn't a ham operator at that time, but I'm sure there was I'm sure there was quite a lot of chatter on c b and uh, ham radio
1: it just seems like uh you know it's it's one of these things that it's it's kind of like a a little extra bit of insurance to get get information out because it seems like we all get uh, we rely on our cell phones and our digital data and the streaming and the internet and hey if all that stuff goes down what do you got well you still have the ham operators right yeah
2: definitely um uh, well i mean it, uh, a cell phone basically go is a radio um it's just a more more high tech and more radio um basically uh a cell tower is a repeater so when you call somebody on your cell phone, you know you're going from your phone to the cell tower and then after that it you know goes through a network but it it's it's basically radio. And so, I mean, we're just, we're just doing uh, basic phone. Um, there's digital protocols that we have. Uh, we can send pictures through uh, low scan TV. You um, can do anything a cell phone can do, basically, with, with this equipment.
1: That's pretty incredible, really. When, I mean, just to think about uh, what, what is out there and what's available and what people can do is pretty amazing. And one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, if in a world where uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm glad you guys are there and you do what you do, but you're kind of like insurance. You hope you never have to use it, you know, but in a situation that was really uh, where communication was down and hard to get to and, and you're helping get information out, how would the public receive that in that scenario?
2: Well, you don't have to have a, a ham radio license to own a radio. So there's a lot of people that that, um, that own scanners and um, a lot of people that you can just buy. You, like I said, you don't have to have a license to, to buy a ham radio. You just okay. need a license to key up and speak
1: on the radio. I see so basically uh you could listen. you could be listening into uh a lot of what the chatter and what's going on without actually uh per- participating in the actual uh if- exchange of messages
2: yeah absolutely uh a lot of people own uh, weather radios I don't know if you're familiar with those but, yeah. um th- those are on um uh, the VHF spectrum, and you know you tune those in, and uh, you've got a constant uh, broadcast of what the weather is in the area. Um, so it works the same way, and it, you could you could buy a radio, and uh, radios nowadays are really cheap. You can get a cheap uh, Chinese radio it's called a Baofeng, uh, probably for like fifteen dollars, and uh, oh, really? You can and you can listen to UHF and VHF on them. Um, the The sad part is, is uh, you used to be able to listen to uh, the sheriff's law enforcement, uh, but they've been uh, switching. They've been switching to a digital protocol, so it kind of went private. But uh, back yeah. when I was a kid growing up, when I met my first uh, friends that had radios, you know, they were always on their front porch, and they had a they had a police scanner. So they would hear everything that went on um, for emergency and um, you know police activity. Uh, nowadays, is, you can still hear emergency and fire. Um, you are just not gonna not gonna hear so much of uh, the
1: law enforcement. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, things have changed in that time. It was definitely something where uh, you could, like you said, you could sit on your porch and you'd be listening to an episode of Cops. <laughs> Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, that's uh, actually that's kind of how I got started. Um, I was in my neighborhood, and um, there was a family up the road, and they were always on their on their front porch hanging out, and uh, they had they had a CB radio, and um, they also had the scanner going all the time. And so, you know, once in a while, I'd come sit with them and, and chat, and uh, we would listen to what, uh, all the all the stuff that was going on in town.
1: <laughs> Right now, uh, you bring up C, you bring up CB radios, and and uh, there's a big difference between a CB radio and a ham radio. Obviously, uh, we talked about all the licensing that you have to go through and the training for ham radio. The CB radio, you just put one in your car, and you you find your your favorite channel and say breaker breaker. One nine. Anybody out there on channel nineteen want to talk to me right now? You got easy rider here or something like that. <laughs> but just, it's a lot, lot different than that, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it
2: is. It's quite a bit different, and um, uh, a lot of people think CB uh, CB has kind of uh, died down. And I mean, I would have to say it has because when I was a kid, uh, we would hear so many people on the CB now you don't hear so you don't hear so much on the cb anymore
1: yeah Uh, it's a it seems to be a well i mean gosh you know cell phones and everything uh pretty much have replaced that haven't they
2: yeah cb was always fun um and it's also regulated by the by the fcc um ham radio is is above and below that basically that you can use, you got lower frequencies that you can use. Uh, CB radio is AM uh, amplitude modulation and it's uh, the 20, 27, uh, 27, megahertz, and it's usually on AM. Uh, okay. Whereas ham, ham radio is all over the spectrum, uh, we usually measure it in its wavelength and uh, uh meters basically so you got to learn a little bit of methods <laughs> to deal with yeah the
1: radio. definitely now um i know recently because my friend we have a mutual friend larry google and he had said that uh your group the amateur radio emergency services were out at the fairgrounds in i believe washington recently and had some kind of display or demonstration uh are you having anything like that again in the future?
2: Uh yeah, there's uh there's several um there's several events. Well there's two. There's winter field days and there's summer field days. And it's basically basically a contest. Um uh, you set up your stations and um you just try to get as many contacts as you can. Um we also uh did uh, washington's birthday last year, and we did that in the uh we did that in the city of Washington in the county of Washington on washington street
1: <laughs> oh wow, it was
2: a fun, yeah, so that was fun and we were just commemorating
1: uh washington's birthday now now, in a situation like that um what are you using for an antenna, and how high up does your antenna go
0: well
2: there's uh there's a lot of different ways to to put up antennas, uh, like I said, uh, when you're when you're dealing with HF, it's usually a dipole, so it's going to be a vertical, basically a wire going uh, from from one tower to another. Um, the Washington Club actually has two tower trailers, and um, so we will set those up. They're 30 feet; they go 30 feet up, and uh, we string we string a uh, dipole antenna from one tower to the other. Uh, we also have vertical antennas. Okay. And,
1: um,
2: so we'll set it up for to to work on forty meters, twenty meters, ten meters, um, some of the different bands, and uh, we usually run two stations. So we'll we'll we we'll only be running two stations at one time. Um, we uh, so the designation would be a a two alpha. Is what uh, we would call it. So two stations, and it's a club. Club would be Alpha. So okay. That's yeah. That's something that we would we would uh, have to we would have to tell the other station um, w- what our designation is, where our location is, for logging
1: purposes. I see. Now, is this something that uh, the public is encouraged to attend?
2: uh yeah um there's point system, and if we have a outside display, uh we can get extra points for that um also if we have um a local politician show up, we get extra points for that um if we use emergency power uh whether that be a generator or a solar panel or even a windmill we <laughs> yeah. put up a you know any any kind of uh any way that we can do it um, without commercial power is uh, extra point.
1: Wow. That's that's pretty incredible. I mean, and really it it's, uh, it's obvious to me when I hear you describe it, it's really kind of running you guys through the uh, different methods of making sure and getting that signal out that if you ever had to in a real scenario, you'd be ready for it.
2: Yeah, a lot of it is is practice, and uh, I think I think that I can't say I can't speak for all ham operators, but uh, a lot of us are deep down inside. We're we're waiting for that emergency where we can step up and uh, use our skills to help society out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that that's the motivation of a lot of a lot of uh, amateur operators.
1: Well, it's 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 you know it's another form of a of a first responder in a way. I mean and it sounds like uh you know, I've talked to uh firefighters before and ambulance uh attendants before and uh it seems like you like them, you and uh your your peers uh have that same drive and that same ambition to help.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well it, it's a lot of work too. Um like when we set up uh this for this winter field day, um it was I'd say it was about two degrees with a windshield of, you know, minus 15. And, you know, it's hard touching metal, you know, getting out there yeah. and,
0: yeah. and
2: uh, raising these towers. We have, to, uh, we have to connect the pieces and then raise them up with a winch and and uh, and all that. So, you know, a lot of us get a little a little cold while we're doing it. But it's all worth it when we get in there and uh, when we start contacting people.
1: That is incredible. If someone listening to this podcast would like to learn more and maybe possibly uh get together with amateur radio emergency services in uh Southeast Iowa, what's the what's the best way to get in contact with with you or your organization?
2: Well, uh, depending on what county you're in, um, it seems like uh you would you just go to the internet and uh type in whatever county you're in in iowa and amateur type in amateur radio club in your search bar and um you will find a website um the washington county and or the washington area amateur radio club uh has a nice website that you can that you can um get on and um they'll actually tell you when we hold tests uh like i said uh Ham Radio is self-governing, basically. I mean, the FCC monitors everything, of course, but we're the ones that administer the tests, and uh, we can get you set up. So let's say that you're in Washington. uh, Look up the Washington Area Amateur Radio Club on the Internet, and um, you'll hit that website, and uh, there's contact information, and... uh, I believe Washington actually does the test every other month so we can oh wow. get you we can get you we can get you on the we can get you on the way yeah, uh, I'll tell you one thing cam radio operators really we really love our hobby and um uh, we love to share information
1: and... well, I sure appreciate you uh Your time tonight, we're we're talking in the evening right now, but uh, folks will be listening to this, so who knows what time of day. But I do appreciate your time and all the information you have shared with us um, during this conversation. And, Daniel Couches, was there anything else that I should have asked about it that I didn't that you'd like to share?
2: Um, No, not offhand. Um, I I can give you the – the washington area amateur radio uh website uh that'd be uh uh dot net so if anybody's interested in um trying to get a ham radio license um, that'd be uh and you're in this area that'd be uh, the first site to check out
1: well thank you so much and uh thanks for everything you do
2: Oh well, I appreciate it, John. Uh, thank you for uh, giving us a little bit of notoriety. Uh, the Washington Area Amateur Radio Club is—it's a great club and uh, a good, a bunch of good fellows. And um, we like to eat as much as we like to uh, as much as we like to talk about and do radio. So, uh, if anybody's interested, uh, we're available. Well that
1: sounds like a great combination. All right. Well, thanks again, Daniel.
2: Thank you, John.
0: That was Daniel Couchis of the Washington area amateur radio club on this episode of Southeast Iowa Today, presented by Griner Autobody of Washington, Iowa, using state of the art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident, and car doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. I'm your host, John Bain. On behalf of Round Guy Radio, stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.